0: Welcome to episode 3 of Selly Sports. I'm one of your hosts, Adi, and we got Anthony here as well. And uh, today we're going to cover a bunch of different college sports, pro sports, MLS, NFL. We got it all, so buckle up. Uh, I think first off, we're going to start with the college football playoffs. The news that's all on our minds this afternoon after the top four Uh, rankings came out Anthony want to talk a little bit about that
1: Uh, yeah so uh, of course this is selection Sunday Uh, the rankings came out earlier this morning um, after watching Oklahoma State fall to Baylor yesterday in the Big 12 conference championship and the way the rest of the day played out it was pretty pretty obvious who was gonna be in the top four and the committee did not disappoint they put um, Alabama at number one they put Michigan at two Georgia at three in the Orange Bowl, uh, or sorry, they put Michigan and Georgia at uh, two and three in the Orange Bowl, and then um, Cincy at four, and they will play in the Cotton Bowl against number one, Alabama. Um, anybody that watched college football this year, uh, through and through, or even just watched it yesterday, you pretty much knew uh, who the top four were going to be and what order they were going to be in. Um, it it looks like they tried to avoid Georgia and Alabama rematch in the semifinals, um, so Alabama opens as a two-touchdown favorite over Cincy, and Georgia, I believe, is a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now um, against Michigan. But, of course, uh, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, and you had a very interesting take on Michigan, if you'd like to explain that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, personally, I just didn't think Michigan should have been in the top four. I don't really even know who would have replaced them, but something about it just doesn't sit right with me. I don't think they had like that top four kind of season uh, as opposed to Bama, Georgia, and Cincy. Uh, what do you think about that, Anthony?
1: See, for me, I think that the odd team out here is Georgia. Now, I'm not saying that Georgia shouldn't be in the top four. They were a top four team, went undefeated wire to wire until the SEC title game. Um, but they are the only team in this field right now that has not won their conference. Um, so I just, they're the odd team out for me. But I think for the first time since the playoffs started, I think you can pretty much look at this top four and say I, the, committee, the committee got it right. I mean, the only team that would have replaced any of these teams is Notre Dame. And Notre Dame played one good team all year, which of course was Cincinnati. Um and lost that game. So I just don't – I think for once, people are pretty much content with the four that got in. I think some people are upset that Michigan's not number one or uh, Georgia didn't fall all the way down to number four or whatever. But I think these four teams are the four best teams in the country this year, and I think that this will be the best playoffs that we've had, uh, I think, since it started.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree, and I think that since he is in there – is definitely a cool uh, shake up to the norm uh, as opposed to seeing your Ohio States or I don't even know, just those big football schools, those big football powerhouses. I mean, it, it is pretty cool seeing a non-Power 5 team uh, make the playoffs first time that that's happened. So I think it'll be a really interesting uh, playoff season here in college yeah, football. Yeah, I
1: agree. I think, uh, I think Cincinnati, you know, my favorite thing, I know what's going to happen is Cincinnati will lose that game to Alabama by by 14 or 17 points and people will be like, oh, Cincinnati didn't deserve to be in. It's like, well, yeah, but Notre Dame gets in every year and gets blown out. So it's like you can't say that after the fact. Cincinnati had a top four season this season and absolutely deserves the chance to play for a national title.
0: I agree, and I hope that they take down Bama. And when our picks come out to include this game, I will definitely – Definitely be taking Cincy over Bama.
1: As long, as long as Georgia doesn't win the national title this year, then I'll be a happy Florida fan. That's all I care about.
0: Just for that, I want Georgia to win now.
1: Yeah, I know you do. But it's fine. <laughs> They won't. They choke every year. It'll happen again.
0: That is fair. They definitely choked last night. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, big time.
0: All right. So, moving out of college football playoffs into – the MLB, which is a off season, but as you may have seen, there is a lockout going on right now. Uh, pretty much, the story is the owners wanted an expanded playoff and to reduce the number of regular season games to one fifty four, and uh, the players kind of want the opposite of that. They want more money. They want to be stop being kept in the minors to alter their contract details. Players want uh, free agency requirements to change so that more players can become free agents when their contracts are up, and they want younger players' contracts to increase just as, as the top players' contracts have increased, and they want to see tanking be addressed. So overall, it seems like the players and the owners are kind of just butting heads and are stopping... Uh, and causing a lockout. As a result, it's the first time that this has happened since the 1994-1995 season. Uh, Anthony, you got anything to say about this?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty basic lockout, and it's a lockout that was foreseen by Major League Baseball and the Players Association for quite some time. It didn't surprise anybody. Um, But, yeah, the players are upset. There's a lot of weird rules in baseball. Like, players will be kept um, down in the minors, to sort of like when they get called up they'll get called up at weird times so that way they like stay a rookie in that season and they don't get like contract bonuses and stuff um and then of course uh we've seen a lot of of the top pitchers the top players and stuff their contracts they get bigger and bigger but the uh some of the lower players down in the minors and lower uh, level mlb players their contracts have really stagnated so they're trying to get more money for those players. Um, and then, of course, tanking. We've seen the NBA and the NHL um, implement lottery drafts to uh, sort of reduce the amount of teams that will tank and lose games on purpose by just saying, hey, just because you finished with the worst record, you're not automatically going to get the best pick. Um, and players want that in the MLB as well, because the, uh, mainly the Baltimore Orioles the past few years have pretty consistently been by far the worst team in major league baseball. Um, and they keep getting the top pick, but somehow that hasn't helped them. Um, but of course, other things that, you know, take place, uh, we have transaction freezes. So MLB teams aren't allowed to trade or sign free agents to their 40 man roster. Um, they can still trade and sign minor league players, but if you're going to add a guy that's clearly on your MLB 40 man roster, uh, it has to wait until the lockout is over. Um, And then players are not allowed at team facilities. So they're not allowed to go there to work out. They're really not allowed in at all. Um, Injured players can't go get rehab with their team. So they have to do that on their own, which can be a big issue because I know a lot of MLB teams like to keep an eye on injured players to make sure that they're progressing properly. And if something goes wrong, they can take care of it immediately. Um, But other than that, that's pretty much it. All other baseball will continue, uh, minor league baseball there's no issues there so um but the start of the 2022 season looks like it is going to uh be delayed for quite some time cuz these they have not come any closer to uh agreeing on this uh this new CBA uh anytime soon so
0: interesting stuff coming out of baseball then hopefully that gets sorted soon and the players get uh some more of the perks that they're kind of looking for, I mean, it's interesting, though, what you were saying about, um, with the minor league players kind of getting, um, like, more stagnant contracts and being called up at weird times, because that was definitely something that, uh, I noticed when we were working, uh, for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos in the minors, um, and how they would literally just get called up in the middle of the season to go and play for the Marlins, um, at just very strange times. Like, it wasn't very, like, you would think there would be, like, deadlines or things or anything like that, but it was just middle of the season, one day the player's there and the next day they're just gone, which I I always thought was super weird.
1: Yeah, baseball, just because you're starting to see it a little bit more in basketball, but when basketball players sign teams to, like, the G League, it's not really, like, a minor league so much as it's, like, development – And there's no rules that like, you know, you play in the this for so long, you kinda just get signed to a a different contract. But baseball is weird because you'll have this uh you'll have this like number one prospect. Like he's by far and away the number one prospect in baseball. And you're like, why is he not playing for his MLB team? And it's like that team's keeping him down there so he doesn't hit certain requirements in his contract that would require that team to pay him more money. Uh, and players are upset at that because it's like if you have a guy that's ready to play that, you know, he wants to go to the MLB and you're kind of ignoring his, his you know, his dream that he's earned. And then you never know, he could get hurt in that time and, you know, his career could be altered. So it's just they're they're fighting for more rights and the owners want more money. And so we'll see how that eventually gets sorted out closer to the 2022 season.
0: For sure. My hope is definitely that things go more towards the players way. Uh, cause I mean, I agree with what you just said. Um, okay. And so with that, we're going to go into major league soccer. We've got the finals are all set. We've got the Portland Timbers playing, uh, New York city FC December 11th at 3 PM at Providence park in Portland. Uh, Anthony, you got anything to say about the, uh, conference title games?
1: Uh, well, uh, today, uh, as we record this, we record this on Sunday, we found out that NYCFC, uh, would be going to their first ever, uh, MLS Cup. They beat Philadelphia in the 88th minute. Um, their 19 year old wonder kid Magno scored, uh, to send them through. I know you know a lot about, uh, NYCFC considering that your revs lost to them in the last round. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the wonder that is MLS there. I think Portland was what, a four seed in their conference and NYCFC, or they were, I think they were a four and I think NYCFC was a four as well. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you're not going to see the, the number one seed advance to the, the conference finals or to the MLS Cup as often as you would see in other sports. And I think that's a super interesting thing.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think as much as I wanted the Revolution to go through, that game that they played against NYCFC a few nights back uh, was really incredible, and I think just good. If you're not like a full-on soccer fan, I think it was just really good for the sport overall. We were talking about it the other night, how um, just kind of seeing that kind of game where we're so close the whole time and it came down to penalty kicks at the end, uh, it was just very entertaining and exactly the kind of thing I think more uh, soccer fans and just fan, like people trying to get into the sport too want to see in order to kind of just make it more exciting and something more uh, relatable to kind of get into because that's sometimes the criticism you hear of soccer is it gets a little bit boring or repetitive to to fans or people that aren't super into it quite yet. So that was a really good a really good show out, I think. And I think seeing two of the non-favorited teams play uh, for the title will be a really fun, uh, game.
1: Yeah, it was an incredible game to watch as a neutral. I know I was texting you throughout it, and you were, you know, you had him. You were like, wow, we scored, and I got you texted. You're like, yes, and then, you know, they had a player sent off, and then or they scored. Sorry, and you were like, oh gosh, they scored, and I thought they were going through. I was like, that's rough. Uh, and then they had a player sent off, and then you guys equalized, and then I think they had a second player sent off before penalties, and it was just like, what is happening in this game uh but yeah they they ended up winning on pks it's a tough way for any team to lose but uh we'll see two of the a super story team in portland and then one of the newer teams in mls only being six years old in nycfc fight for a for a title
0: yep yeah it'll definitely be a very fun game to watch and yeah i was definitely a disappointment seeing my team lose but i'll definitely be watching this game and probably cheering for portland because I don't exactly want to see NYCFC take the title after they took down my favorited team. So
1: yeah, but, uh, that's uh, MLS news. Um, we've got a couple things in college basketball, nothing too big just yet. Um, we're trying to eliminate just talking about scores of certain games and talking about news. Uh, but of course we do have to talk about the Alabama game. They beat, uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga fell, uh, last week uh, this is their second loss of the season um, which is tough um, I think they're s- they're still going to be fine but they play in such a weak conference um, when it comes to um, late season they, they don't play a lot of ranked teams I don't think they play any ranked teams um, and so they really need to start picking up more you know these wins against these big teams uh, so that they have the the strength of resume to make it into the tournament come the end of the year. Um, but losing to Alabama was not a great way for them to continue their season yesterday.
0: No, that was definitely not a good look for them, and it was a very divisive one too. I mean, it really wasn't close. It, they they uh, closed the gap in the score a little bit towards the end of the game, but Alabama just came right back, and I think ended up beating them by 10. Um, so it just was not a good showing for them, especially in a packed home stadium. Uh well I mean technically it was neutral but it was home cuz they were in Seattle and that's where the school is based but um yeah it was packed full of Gonzaga fans and they still managed to lose to a uh, lesser ranked Bama but I do need to make a note JD Davison from Alabama has the best hair in college basketball <laughs> and I will stand by that
1: Yeah he's got some he's got some wild hair I won't lie but it's it's you know hey, at least he stands out on the court
0: That's for sure
1: Uh, next, another powerhouse that has really struggled so far this season is Memphis. Um, they started the season ranked, uh, 10th or 11th. I think they were, they were really up there. Uh, season started out, they beat a couple of good teams, um, and they've now lost three straight games. Uh, Penny Hardaway is the coach there. He took over with hopes to obviously lead, uh, Memphis to national titles. Uh, this is a team that's been on the cusp of being a powerhouse program the last few years. And getting Penny Hardaway there has really helped them bring in uh, top-tier recruits. But uh, this three-game skid is tough for them. Uh, But he came out and said that uh, he's going to have to be a complete uh, butthole from this point on and only play the players that care. Of course, he used different language. Um, So I think it'll be interesting. I don't know if he's just saying that to light a fire under his players or if he's actually thinking about changing up the rotation for his team but I think it'll be really interesting to see what Memphis is going to do in the next couple of games to to fix their issues.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, three straight games, like losing that is not a good look, especially when you're fighting to be one of the 64 teams that makes it through to March Madness. We've still got some time, but it's definitely, uh, definitely in their best interest to start making sure that that turnaround happens so they are in consideration when the time comes for that. Uh, I know my Florida State Seminoles need to start doing that as well because we are not looking too great as of late.
1: Yeah, Florida's doing fine. Um, you know, no, no big deals. But, yeah, I mean, it's early. I wouldn't quite hit the panic button on Memphis yet. But, um, you know, playing in the AAC as well, they're not playing the top-tier teams that SEC, ACC, Big 12, Big 10 teams are playing in their conference. So they really have to win – more of these out-of-conference games to not only make the tournament, but if they want a favorable seed and to be able to go far, then, yeah, their their season needs to get back on track, and it needs to get back on track soon.
0: For sure. And so, uh, moving into women's basketball this week, uh, not a ton coming out of there. South Carolina stays strong after this past week, and uh, we had... Oh, man, who was it? Michigan and Louisville. Uh, Louisville just completely blew out Michigan, and they were a close-ranked game as well. Uh, Probably should have been a lot closer, but overall, fun game to watch. Uh, And the biggest kind of thing coming out this week is that earlier today, uh, UConn star Paige Buckers injured her ankle. Uh, The team is kind of unsure of the extent of her Injury, they're hoping that the best-case scenario is just that she hyperextended it. She may miss extensive time. As a result, we're still kind of waiting, and we'll make sure to keep you guys updated on that as more information becomes available, but we definitely hope she recovers quick and that it doesn't hurt uh, UConn too much in the long run.
1: Yeah, that's that's about it on that. It, it's unfortunate. Obviously, MRI results haven't come back yet. Um, she's probably going to undergo MRI tomorrow, um, so... Follow us on Twitter. Follow UConn on Twitter if you if you want to know. But uh, yeah, they, she if she misses extensive time, that's gonna really hurt hurt UConn's just team overall.
0: For sure. So moving out of college basketball and into some NFL news, uh, we've got the Dolphins won their fifth straight game against the Giants today, bringing their record to six and seven. Still mediocre at best, not as good at my as my Patriots, but Anthony, I'll give you that because it's been, uh, slow. Well, I wouldn't say slow start, but they're finally just getting on that turnaround now.
1: It was a great start against your Patriots. We went, started out the season one and zero, and then proceeded to lose seven straight games. Um. If we had won just one or two of those seven straight that we lost, we'd be right up there with the Bills and the Patriots, uh, you know, in division championship, you know, talking about it, you know, which team's gonna make the playoffs. But um, there's still a chance for the Dolphins, obviously, but they they're fighting from behind. That seven game losing streak did not did not help their chances to get in.
0: That is for sure. Talking about the Bills and the Patriots, though, that game tomorrow night is gonna be crazy and I'm I for one am very excited for it uh outside of that we've got the Detroit Lions got their first win of the season with a walk-off touchdown uh beating the Vikings so I mean I don't know about you but I thought that they were kind of tanking their season but at least they got one win on the board now
1: yeah they they got that big win uh they're still gonna get the, the first overall pick in the draft um course the NFL doesn't have a lottery either, so worst team gets the best pick. Um but it was great to see the coach. Um if you haven't seen it look it up just um they freaked out on the sideline obviously. Um it seems like the coach in Detroit is about the only coach who can lose what what are they on thirteen games in a row before today and just the the town still loves him the city of detroit still loves him because he puts everything he has into it and to watch him celebrate finally getting a win was one of the best videos that you'll see all year so if you haven't seen it look it up it's a great video um but yeah it was just a it was a lovely day and all the vikings fans being a little overconfident coming into this one thinking they were just going to walk away with a win and and detroit said yeah not today that was funny i love watching teams that the fans cry when they're uh their teams don't uh, back up their trash talk. But it was a good day for the Detroit Lions all around.
0: Love to see it. Uh, Moving into some NBA news. Uh, The Warriors ended the Suns' unbeaten streak uh, this last week. And still, they are the two best teams with the best records in the NBA. They're tied for that title right now. And then... Coming out of the Eastern Conference, we've got the Nets at the top there, even without Kyrie, uh, which just goes to show, in my opinion, he just causes problems wherever he goes. Uh in this case, they don't even need him and his problems to be good. So,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. Uh, the Nets didn't start strong, and you know everyone was like, "Well, if they had Kyrie, but you still have Kevin Durant and James Harden." So I just. I don't understand why they started out slow, but they've really turned it around. Um, And they're proving, at least right now, that they don't need Kyrie to win this season. And it'll be interesting if they go deep in the playoffs, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even to the the NBA Finals, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kyrie if he is deemed unnecessary um, as a part of that team. Uh, Does he get traded? Do they cut him? What happens? It'll be really interesting to see uh, what happens after the postseason in the NBA this year.
0: It definitely will be, and I wonder uh, if he does get cut or does enter uh, like to be traded. So it'll be interesting to see if teams even really want to take him because he's kind of a liability at the end of the day uh, when it comes to following COVID protocols and also just like I feel like he runs his mouth a lot sometimes and just says some really crazy things. So it'll be interesting to see if teams are uh, willing to look past that. To still take him, uh, to have them play for him, for them. So that'll definitely be interesting. I will say my early, early prediction right now for the finals is going to be a Suns Nets finals. Um, that's just my two cents. What What do you think, Anthony? Super early predictions.
1: Uh, I don't think the Nets will make the NBA finals. Um, I think you're probably the East is tough. Um, the West, you pretty much have two teams. If I had to put my house on it right now, I would take the Warriors out of the West. Um, and if I'm looking out of the East, the Nets are a good shout. I wouldn't, I'm not upset with people who picked them. Uh, the Wizards, I think are going to fall a little bit further down by the end of the season. Um, I know the Bucks have started slow, but assuming they get into the playoffs, you could see them go to the NBA finals. Um, the heat have fallen off, but all their players. Uh, Jimmy Butler's been hurt. Bam Adebayo is gonna be out for the next four to six weeks. Um, so when they get those players back, you know, expect them to start winning again. You could see the heat come out of the East. The Bulls are playing very very well right now. They them and the Heat are tied for like third in the conference. Um, but I, I would say right now, if gosh that's a tough one. I yeah. I'll take the Bucks out of the East still, but I'm interested to see how the rest of the season progresses before I make you know I put that in in Sharpie. That's in pencil right now.
0: Yeah, no, mine is definitely also in pencil, but the Bucks are also a good pick, and I love Giannis so much that I'm not even mad about that at all.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting um, for the NBA just to not be you know I, you know I love LeBron. I know. A lot of people don't um, but it'll be interesting to not see him Um, of course he wasn't in the finals last year either but it'll be interesting he's not dominating anymore Um, it looks like Klay Thompson could be closer to return as well for the Warriors so that will be very a big boost to them when he comes back so the the West is very interesting Uh, the East is still I think the East is better this year but um, the the winner of the NBA Finals will be whoever comes out of the West it'll either be the the Warriors or the Suns this year yeah,
0: I mean, Clay Thompson should be back soon, sooner rather than later. I know he's playing right now at the uh, the G League team for the Warriors, kind of just rehabbing over there. Um, and I mean, honestly, once they get him back, it'll be kind of crazy to see how they play because even right now without him, they've been incredible. So it'll be, it'll definitely be um, to their advantage to have him back because we all know how he plays. So I'm sure that they're going to be dominant in the West, but I'd like to see the Suns come in and kind of shake that up a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's, that's it for the NBA news. There's not a lot going on right now in terms of trades. So you just wanted to highlight some of the good teams. Uh, but we've got some soccer news. Um, soccer is, is one of my favorite sports, of course. Uh, one of my favorite teams, Borussia Dortmund. Played Bayern Munich this week in what is called uh, Der Klassiker, uh, German for the Classico, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was a very, very exciting game. Again, it was one of those games that, you know, brings new soccer fans, you know, to being a fan of soccer. Uh, but Bayern Munich ended up coming out on top 3-2. to two. Um, They extended their lead. They had a one-point lead over Dortmund coming into um, yesterday, but now they have a four-point lead. Um, I will say that the penalty that they were awarded... Um, to win the game was controversial, as was a call. Uh, the referee decided not to give Dortmund a penalty uh, as well, um, and that referee has been known to match, uh, match fix in the past. He's been suspended for it before. Uh, so not saying he did that, but he has literally been caught match fixing in the past. So as a Dortmund fan, that was kind of upsetting that you would have a referee with that sort of past refereeing the biggest game, Of the Bundesliga season,
0: yeah, I will say I'm not super huge on the uh, German soccer front, but kind of looking into that uh, during the game, uh, it was very interesting to find out that that ref had a history of uh, match fixing and is still even allowed to uh, coach at or not coach to ref at this high of a level in in the uh, German soccer league. I mean. To me, that's, like, a little bit kind of crazy because I feel like if that happened here with the, in the NFL, let's say, I mean, that ref would be out in a minute is my hunch. What do you think about that, Anthony?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all about money, and it's, you know, teams can't directly pay for winning games or anything like that, and I'm not accusing Bayern Munich of doing such a thing, but Bayern Munich is... By far and away, they have the most reach, the most fans in America, um, the most fans in Germany. They're the most most successful German club in uh, in the Bundesliga and on the European stage in the Champions League. So um, yeah, I just I don't know how you let a referee like that ref the biggest game, but it's to save the you know if Dortmund wins, it's not a, a bad look, but. Uh, Dortmund having the most fans and wanting to keep Dortmund at the top of the Bundesliga is no surprise to me, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, moving into some Premier League news. uh, Chelsea lost 3-2 to West Ham and fought two points behind Manchester City and one point behind Liverpool in the Premier League table. What does that kind of mean for those teams?
1: Uh, Yeah, so there's... Um... You know, theoretically, uh, nobody's eliminated yet. Any team can still win it. But uh, if you follow soccer, you know that the teams that start fast early on tend to stay up there. Uh, Man City is sitting on 35, Liverpool on 34, and Chelsea on 33. Um, so these three teams are in a title race. About, season's almost halfway over. Um, and that, I mean, it's, it's a coin flip right now, which one of those teams could win. Uh, West Ham, though, is sitting on 27 points. They're not terribly far behind. Um, and then Tottenham is sitting on 25 and Manchester United on 24. So, um, yeah, it's been a very, it, if you are not a fan of soccer and you want to get into an exciting season where there's not one team that's just by far and away better than the others, I would definitely watch the, the Premier League this season. Um, Man, Man City and Liverpool were of course title favorites as they have been the past couple of years. Chelsea finally put together a good squad that could challenge them, and they've done that after winning the Champions League last season. Um, and then West Ham to be in the top four—they're usually a a lower lower table side. they you know they've been almost relegated a couple of the past seasons. They usually finish eleventh, twelfth, or lower. Um, so to see them up there and fourth is um, quite insane. But other than that, it's you know it's Arsenal struggling, but they've been a lot better lately. It's Manchester United trying to get their season back on track even though you know they signed ronaldo and thought that would fix all their issues it's tottenham still not winning a trophy and probably never will because i i I don't know why they don't spend money on players but they need to uh but other than that it's just you know it's exciting soccer and if you're not a soccer fan then you should definitely watch the premier league this season
0: yeah Um, that's that's for sure Uh,
1: and then just one other bit of soccer news uh i didn't put this on the spreadsheet that we have, because I totally forgot to do it, but um, Juventus, if you guys follow the Italian leagues or know anything about soccer, Juventus is, uh, I mean, they're the best team in Italy, have been for the past decade. Uh, there is a chance that Juventus will get relegated to Serie B, which is the second tier of Italian football, uh, due to uh illegitimately using their, um, I don't know how to word this in a way that's not weird or that's easy to understand, but basically they sold players or bought players and then lied about the price that they sold or bought those players for, put that on their, um, you know, on their records. And because soccer has a weird rule in, in law that states every three years and any three year period, you have to bring in more revenue than you spend to keep big teams from just like buying players, buying players without being able to back it up financially. Um, you're not allowed, you know, you obviously have to be very tight with money and you have to be very uh, proper in writing it down and they failed to do that and it's thought that they did it on purpose to get away with it. And so now that there is a chance that they will be relegated to the second tier of Italian football, which is, you know, that's big news if your best team goes down to the second tier.
0: Man, I did not hear about this, but that is not something I expected to hear you say this this yeah. evening, so... Uh, that is definitely some big news coming out of Italian soccer. Uh, moving into NCAA women's volleyball, we're in the uh championship run right now. Uh, we've got a couple of upsets that have happened so far. Uh, since the uh, tournament has begun, uh, Creighton lost to an unranked Kansas team three sets to one. And we also saw a huge upset uh, with Illinois beating number seven, Kentucky, who are also uh, defending, well, no longer defending their national championship title that they won last season. Uh, Illinois took them down three sets to one as well. So that's some pretty big news coming out of the women's volleyball race right now. Um, So... There's more games coming up this week, obviously, so we'll keep you updated on that on the next podcast. Uh, Anthony, I know you're super big on that. So do you have any other comments on that?
1: Uh, no, I'm a little upset that I didn't get to watch um the Illinois Kentucky game. Um, I will say that the NCAA volleyball tournament isn't quite as chaotic as the basketball tournament, and you know, in basketball, there's one game and you just kind of you know it happens you lose the big teams lose uh volleyball being one of those sports that you know you have to win three or five sets um you know you might see a team take a set here but then the other team really gets to make an adjustment and you know uh come back and you usually don't see a lot of big upsets so the fact that a defending national champion and seven overall seed uh lost in the second round is big news and um you know Creighton going down wasn't quite as big, but they were still a 14 seed. So, um, yeah, seeing those two two teams lose in a volleyball tournament is quite rare. Um, so it was very – I was very interested to see, and I was upset that I was not watching the Illinois-Kentucky game when it happened. But other than that, it's pretty much gone – it's gone to plan. You know, Nebraska swept Florida State. That's not me being like, oh, Florida State's bad. That's just – that's how volleyball happens a lot. Um, Nebraska's the 10 seed florida state was unranked um texas has let yet to lose a set and they're you know they're the number two seed they won both of their games three sets to nothing so um yeah it's usually either a sweep or the other you know an underdog might win like three sets to two or something like that um but yeah it's been a very interesting tournament so far in my opinion
0: yeah that's for sure so lastly we're going to move into a sport that the seminoles are actually excelling in this season and that is going to be women's college soccer. So we've got the College Cup coming up uh, tomorrow night, actually. And uh, playing in that will be uh, Florida State and BYU. Uh, that We had some pretty good uh, semifinal games going on uh, this past week with Santa Clara losing to BYU uh, in penalty kicks and... Then we saw FSU beat Rutgers um, 1-0 towards the end of the game. They got a goal in, and uh, we took that, and we are going to the College Cup. Uh, Some exciting news is that tomorrow night during the College Cup game, uh, Anthony and I will be doing a Twitter Spaces to kind of commentate and just talk about the game. Uh, so feel free to hop on that on our Twitter. It's at SellySportsPod on Twitter. Uh, if you want to check that out, we hope to see some of you guys there.
1: Yeah, if you guys would like to hear us cuss, then that is definitely the place to do it. We like to keep the pod kind of clean. It, it helps us reach, you know, a wider audience. It doesn't get age-restricted or anything like that. But uh, when it comes to sports, me and Adi will – you know we're definitely animated when it comes to watching our teams play, so uh, we're gonna start doing more, more Twitter Spaces for for live games. So if you want to come, you know, have a beer with us and you know possibly hear us say some bad words, then we'll be there.
0: Game. Maybe we'll continue the spaces if things are going good uh, with that game. So. Yeah, come listen to us talk more than we already just talked on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. I'm sure people want to hear us even more.
0: Oh, I mean, they better. I I mean, honestly, if you're listening this far, like, just do us a solid and show up tomorrow night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that space is trending, please. We'll, we We'd appreciate it.
0: We definitely would. Well... That is going to be it for us on episode number three. Uh, We'll see you next week with some more sports news. Later. Have a good week. Bye.